Limited potential. <laughs> what is your favorite memory from the World Cup? Mine's pretty. Well, I mean, for me, it was when I was young and like, fuck, I, I guess Croatia just gets their first World Cup and it's like 98 and I'm like, don't know what's going on, but I'm like, all the people I know are into this really immensely and I kind of like soccer, so I'm going to start watching it. And you get so emotionally like invested in that turn well that tournament especially for me and like every win like even beating germany three nothing like it, it was 98 because croatia got third it's weird that's that's, right. that's my jumping off point in soccer too yeah yeah my we had family here from england and my cousin tony was in a, a soccer pool and he wanted me to track all the games <laughs> so that because he you know he had to he's a bookie yeah he was a bookie <laughs> yeah no no he just he he had to visit a bunch of relatives while yeah, he was here. Yeah, yeah. So he with needed. a crowbar to everyone's <laughs> door. Yeah. Where's my money, man? Uh, you had to write down like these minus with a dollar sign and plus. There was like a green ledger and a red ledger. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, he, he got me into it. But my favorite moment, I mean, it has to be 2006 down at St. Clair, which is kind of like the old Little Italy of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I was there. Yeah, it was like. Even I went. It, I did not. I know. watched the game there, and when the final penalty went in for them to seal, it was like I never. I've only been to one other sporting event that had the same level of electricity flowing through the air. Can I guess what it was? Go ahead. Was it uh, the monster truck when it came into uh, the no, sky dome? There? I know what it is. No, that's three. Okay, that's three. WrestleMania eighteen. It was. It was. Yeah. It was the forty-five minutes from the moment Hogan's music hit. Right. Like fighting the rock to the end. I've I've honestly never seen people go that crazy. I watched a girl in front of me, very attractive mm-hmm. young woman, like rip her shirt open, yeah, Hulk her Hulk Hogan <laughs> shirt, and just watch the rest of the match in her bra. That's fantastic. That's a classy woman. And I remember like high fiving her boyfriend, like I can't believe how cool your girlfriend is, N- knowing full well that like years later I'd look back and just be like, wow, you were such a loser. The, and nothing's you know, changed, I guess. You know guess. what the funny thing about that WrestleMania was? That wasn't even the main event. No. After, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. So I remember you were, like, getting all excited about it and talking about it in school. And you're like, uh, it's like, they weren't even, like, Hogan was supposed to be the bad guy. Everyone hates, the, you know, everyone loves The Rock. And then they turn on The Rock because they're Hulkamaniacs. And I don't know what else. He, he just yeah, went the, on a rant. This is Hogan country. Yeah. Like he's, he's, many people don't know this and I don't know if it still holds true because he's a little bit of a racist now, but (laughs) yes, um, yes, he is. He's, he's like adored here and he's never been able to win. And I know we're veering way off track from soccer right now. I have a good, I have a good way to get back. Don't worry. Keep going. But, uh, he's just adored and sometimes uh, Canadians adore racists. And when I said a really good uh, way to get back, it's terrible. Oh, Who is the Hulk Hogan of soccer, Frank and Matt? So who who, tr- who so what you're saying is who transitions the sport? Who tr- transcends the sport? Mm-hmm. Who is an immortal? Yes. Well, I think there's only. I I'd, I'd say Pele. Pele. Oh, no soccer. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, he's yeah. I think it's just the unanimous answer is Pele. I thought you were gonna say Ronaldo and you're gonna say Messi. So I was just gonna. I've never. I've never. Uh, I, I believe it is. I think now it is both of them. I right, don't think yeah. it's one person specifically, mm-hmm. but, and I don't want to get into the argument over who's potentially better because we've literally fought hours over that. But 
I mean, he is, they, they, sorry, they both are, they are the global ambassadors of the sport. Yeah. So when I say Landon Donovan, that's not right. I, is that like an airport? Hmm? No, what, no. What's a Landon Donovan? He, he, it's like the best player of all time, isn't he? He plays for the U.S., played for the U.S. He did play for the U.S. They have a soccer team? We wouldn't know because they're not in the World Cup. Much like my beautiful Azuri. Welcome to the newest episode of The Unwritten Rule. We're back, finally. It's been a while. Yep, been uh, a while. No excuses other than it's summer. Yeah, it's tough to get everyone around. Nice weather out. People are out doing things, having fun. Yeah. Um, as you heard off the top, the pre-ramble, we're talking about the World Cup. It's here in full force. Mm-hmm. Germany just got eliminated. They did. Scheisse. Dimanshaft is no longer Dimanshaft. Yeah. As you, <laughs> I think it's Mineshaft, not Manshaft. Whatever, I'm Whatever not German. I'm Matt, not, what are you thinking about? I'm not German. He goes to a club downtown called the Manshaft. We don't know what that is. Matt, it's a German bar. Matt doesn't speak it, in the Deutsch. What does bar mean? That's Matt. a great question. As always, I'm Matt. I'm hosting this week's episode. With me, as always, Luca. Hello. And Frank. You're back. You're back? Uh, he doesn't. Actually, he was on the last one. We just he haven't was. done it in a while. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm very sporadic now. I'm like kind of... We have to hunt them down. We yeah. set up nets outside. We throw in tuna. And usually when it's about two days old, you're going to catch Frank. It's two-day-old tuna? In the sun. In yeah. the sun. It has to. It has to be that. Frank's got weird taste, man. I'm like a, I'm like a really mangy alley cat. <laughs> Something sounds very fishy about this plant. Eh? Sp- speaking of fish, how are Portugal doing, Matt? Um, they're sticking to their typical Portuguese ways of just greasing by, literally. <laughs> They're really greasing those engines this year. Dude, it's so bad. Wait, they got, what, a win and two ties? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have one whole more win than we did in the Euro Cup. Yeah, exactly. In the group stage. It's unbelievable to me still. But, I mean, good for them. I hope they go far. Um, yeah, you have to. You have a vested interest now. I yes. do. I do. Oh, my God, I do. Oh, how is that going? For all you listeners that don't know, Frank is dating a Portuguese girl. How does that work during World Cup time? Oh, I don't know, but if one day we ever, if we, if she ends up being the person that I have, you know, not have to, but if I end up <laughs> spending the rest of my life with this person and uh, we have uh, offspring, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I'm going to approach World Cup years because I, I don't think I could watch my children run around in those jerseys. I think it's uh, an early, like whatever team is good at the impressionable age of your kids, I think that's when... Uh, It'd likely be Italy. Let's be realistic. I honestly, I am not opposed to just banning all sports in the house. That sounds like torture. It does. But like, you know what? I I kid. I honestly, 
if they had little like Ronaldo jerseys or whoever yeah. the Ronaldo Jr. by the time they're around, <laughs> he's just trying to build his own starting eleven of just his, his offsprings. You know, to be honest, it'd be <laughs> he might do it. I heard he's bedded a few women and <laughs> that he has fathered a few children. But it'd be kind of interesting to just have those two how uh, two countries you could root for in a house because I mean they they both realistically always have a pretty good chance and. I yeah. mean, we didn't this year because we didn't make it. But. No, you did not, no. Well, you bring up a good point. How do you go about supporting your country come World Cup time? It brings out the best of everybody. Everyone gets together. It's the one real sporting event that unites everybody together. How do you go about supporting your country? Uh, usually involves Croatian beer. Yeah. Racist chants. <laughs> <laughs> Croatians are known for their racist chants. <laughs> they, they've had some problems in the past, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're looking good this year. So Pretty sure one of their chants is still like a World War II chant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chant regardless. I'm not bringing politics into this. But aside, I drink Croatian beer. Okay. You usually get the new kit every year if you can find it. And uh, I'm not a big car flag guy, but I don't I have nothing against that. Most people's, uh, you know what the nice thing about a Croatian jersey every year is? Most people's jerseys become useless after the World Cup yeah, or yeah. Euro Cup I know ends, where you're going right. But they can play checkers with theirs. Yeah, or they can like knit them all together and have a nice tablecloth. Yeah, like a picnic table. Like a picnic table, yeah. yeah. It's true. You, you were saying, Luca, uh, what other Croatian things do you do to celebrate? So what did you do with your uh, 2018 Italy jersey? <laughs> uh, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know where I could purchase one. <laughs> Even the darkest recesses of the internet didn't have them for sale. Touche, touche. It was just boxes of tissues. Yeah. Do you, do you get a tattoo, like, if your team wins or, like, in support? You know, there's the crest. I, no, like, no. There's, I've seen people with the the Portugal crest tattooed on them. Like, are you that big of a fanatic supporting your country every four to two years if you're a European country? I think it depends on how much, you know, soccer, football means to you. Uh like some people, it's like ingrained with like in, in creation, like the history, like a war was started, kind of like the spark point was a, a football match. Like, no, it, it's it's know, exactly it's, what it is. It's crazy to think. And like, I'm hearing all these young kids, like I, you know, I coach a soccer team and uh, they're talking about if, if Croatia wins it, we're, we're getting uh, tattoos. I'm like, personally, I'm just not a fan of tattoos. I would never do it. But um, yeah, I think I just, just. For me, I don't need to show my support. Like I, I just like watching it, and I appreciate so far what they've done. So go you, ahead, you know what you know what's in your heart, right? Like I've been disappointed of- so many years, and it's like it's crazy because it's like the for the last like three years, it's so hard to be a sports fan just because after like the Maple Leafs, the Raptors, and Croatia not even like getting out of group stage since 98 for world cup. Like it's, it's been a tough time to be a sports fan. I think you're speaking more to like the heart of being a true Torontonian sports fan. Yeah. I think that's why Croatians get along so well in the city. (laughs) They understand the disappointment. We know what it is to lose. How about you, Frank? How do you go about supporting your team? Um, I find, I find like it's hard to strike this weird dynamic of like in Toronto, we're especially in Canada. We're also tied to our heritage where we came from. Definitely. Um, it, it's easier for us. Like it's easier for me to pick up the mantle of supporting in Italy or, you know, anywhere where I have like family ties. Like I have family in England. So as a secondary team that I support, I support England right. and I've had, I have family in Argentina and Brazil. So I find it easy to sort of root for them as well. 
Now, obviously, as previously mentioned, I have a girlfriend who is Portuguese. So, like, there's this other rooting interest. Which, oh, that must burn you up inside. It does. It's like, I honestly, I can only imagine this is what it's like when, you know, people have, like, like, like a priest has religious confliction over, like, potentially seeing the girl of his dreams or being continued to be married to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's literally that divisive for me. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the question that I always ask myself is, if it, if Canada was in the World Cup with all those teams, who would I cheer for? And the answer is pretty simple. I would cheer for everyone. Like, if they all faced each other, yeah. I'd be happy with the result either way. Right. Well, Canada is getting the World Cup in 2026. And Are they going to be in? There's going to be a vote that's going to decide if all three teams get in. It's going to be a 48 team tournament. I know for a fact I will support Canada first. Yeah. I oh, am Canadian. Yeah. I would love to see them do well. You right. Know, Absolutely. And I agree with you. I, I have no qualms with that. But like for, for smaller countries where it means so much to them, like Canada sport is never. I know a lot of kids play soccer, but let's be real. Everyone grew up here loving hockey and watching hockey mostly. A lot of people you'll go and they'll talk about soccer and be like, I'll get that Euro trash out of here, right? You yeah. hear a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I know when people, I saw some comments because, like, the Croatians went to streets for partying and, and, you know, people like, yeah, they wouldn't support Canada like that. Well, soccer doesn't mean as much to Canada as it does to a small country like Croatia who right. have their own problems. And if right. that's like, it's, it's so tied into them. So, yes, I would cheer for Canada 100%, but it would be, it would be hard for me not to cheer for Croatia. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. Croatia plays Italy, or Croatia plays yeah. uh, Canada in the finals. Yeah. Are you just happy with the result either way? I'm happy either way. I'd probably lean a little more to Croatia, being completely honest with you, but I'd be happy for Canada winning it. Right. Like, I'd, if I'd lose to anyone, I'd most likely want it to be Canada, because that's still a great party, too. Yeah, no, I I would vote for Canada more so, just because yeah. this is all I've known. Yeah. And as much as I have ties to Portugal, like, I'm a dual citizen have my portuguese citizenship my parents were born there Mm -hmm. i might be one day too right it's (laughs) it's just canada's home no i agree yeah like and i'd love to see portugal do well of course but i don't know it's canada man like i i rep this country first when i go around the world people ask where i'm from i don't go oh i'm portuguese i'm canadian yeah of course i don't put an italy flag on my backpack i throw a canadian one on there absolutely how about taking time off work during the world cup very necessary it's so necessary unless well that's what i'm wondering when the world cup's here you won't have to take as much time off because the time zone difference always throws you off yeah it does i think uh i think if you work in a place where there's tvs and you're always with an eye shot of them you don't need to take time off no maybe for like the team you support mm-hmm. oh of course i'm not talking for anything. so you can just truly enjoy the game yeah. but uh i didn't have to take any time off this year because our company downsized okay. so i you know i was given a bunch of time off this year to be able to watch the world cup <laughs> and i'm getting you, paid a nice sufferance so they did you a favor <clears throat> yeah like literally they couldn't have timed it any better maybe if they would have pushed it back a week so i got all the first couple group stage yes yeah, so like my first week would have been the final group group stage matches and then i would have gotten all the knockouts before i have to go find another job mm-hmm. right you can start looking now but i mean no, no, no. I mean, I, I got some stuff already lined up. So, like, it's pretty much I'm going to be working again very soon, which I'm not thrilled about. But what else? <laughs> I will say, knowing people that are like real estate agents or sales reps that are on the road, if they're a soccer fan, they're not productive. 
Well, you just time your your first break with the first game, and you time your lunch with the second game. Yeah, they like they just work from home, and by work from home, they just sit in their underwear and watch soccer all day. Look, mm-hmm. you could pretend like I know uh, some people work construction, and you know, there's a lot of Europeans. Let's just say that work with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and it's funny how what my friend's like. Uh, some guys like he wanted to watch a game, and uh, he's like, "I'm is it all right if I take tomorrow off?" That's your first mistake. Unwritten rule: don't ask for it. Just make, say you have a doctor's appointment and that is it. You don't need to take the chance. It's like, oh, you're missing work for soccer. If they don't care, you know, if they, yeah, if they're not sports fans, they don't get it. Or it's like my money is, I'm going to lose money because you're being less productive because of this. Okay. No, 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 no. Doctor. I, can, I can tell you for a fact, I worked on a job site. I've mm-hmm. worked on many job sites and it just happens to be that a lot of the bricklayers are Portuguese. Of course they are. It's part of our DNA. When Portugal plays, you cannot find workers on that site. No. And, it's, and, and the rest of the time, they're working like absolute animals. Yeah. But if you if you're there when the game starts, they're not. It's so funny because it's, it's so true. <laughs> but they probably all had doctor's appointments if they're smart about it. No, they just they think their bosses know they're not coming. Like yeah. it's not. They make up for it every other day of the year. Exactly. And the lead up. By working like animals so that the bosses are just like, whatever, I'll give you this well, one. You have to be comfortable with your boss because if it's just like, if you're new to a site or whatever, always use the doctor excuse. Yeah, well, most job sites can't Dentist. afford to lose Manuel and wow. Hmm. Now, how about, you know, how do you watch the game? And I'm not talking about just in general, but when it's a team you support, are you superstitious for your team? Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I try not to subscribe to to any superstitions because then it really impedes how I can sort of get around in the lead up to that game. Mm-hmm. But I remember when Italy was on the 2006 run, I tried to keep watching the games with the same people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That became problematic because the obviously the final, I was in a scenario that I hadn't been for any of the other games. And I was literally standing in front of a screen with my dad and trying not to shit my pants because I had like broke the voodoo, you know, the thing that was keeping uh-huh. us in line. Yeah. And it was funny because while we were there, sea of blue. Okay. That's the color that Italy wears blue. Yeah, very- you're a casual fan. And there's no blue on their flag. Is there? No, no, but it has something to do with the Royal guard or something like that. Yeah. And it was the color blue. That's why they're known as the Azuri. It also is what you call the sky. No, <laughs> Um, azure blue. Um, so they, uh, they have, they have the sea of blue. Everybody's watching the games and, um, basically there's this one French couple, just one, the worst. And they're, you know, and they're like real French, you know, like they're, it's not like they're just wearing the jerseys. They're English speaking, no accent. Like like me, who has a white France jersey from that world cup. We're talking like walking croissants. Right. Okay. And they get in hand and all like just dripping with butter. And they, they keep kind of like throwing little jabs. The Zidane header happens. Both instantly start crying. He got the red card. And I saw two people, as soon as the card came out, instantly start weeping. Right. And then I saw everyone point and laugh at them. No, I saw, I saw something that I was genuinely surprised at because Italy does have a rivalry with France in Europe. 
Right. It's not, it doesn't really exist here. Here, I think the rivalry, especially in Toronto, is more between Italians and the Portuguese. Which makes no sense because it's not there in Europe. It's not in Europe. Like you bring it up in Europe and people think you're, you're, you're bananas. Yeah. They talk about how much they love the country. Yeah. It's it, weird. It, bo- it's weird. Both, both yeah. ways. It's, it's very weird. But the, the thing was, is like, there's a real rivalry between those two countries. And I was expecting, especially like the, the pure dude buds that we have here, the guys right. that are like, they drive the, the Honda Civics with the dual intake system and like, they the tech bro, the V tech bros. And just like, I, I love how you, you just like saying random things and you don't even know. I don't even know what they mean. I don't <laughs> even know what they mean. That's the thing. I just know that they like slow cars that are loud. Yeah. And basically what ended up happening was these two start crying and then i just see a bunch of people like start to put their hands on their backs and like support them and it was like i was like you know what man i honestly don't care who wins and i'll be honest with you zidane was my favorite player growing up Mm -hmm. him getting that red card i know this is gonna sound corny but the cup didn't shine as brightly when we won it i know what you mean i was with uh my cousin's husband's family and they're all italian okay and i went down to watch the game with them they knew i was a big soccer fan and zidane's my favorite player of all time it hurt right and when that happened i was upset not that i had a rooting interest either way but my my guy i know he went out and used that photo of him walking away oh my god with the world Mm. cup right beside him and his head's down probably one of the greatest sporting photos i'll ever see the worst too is the player who coaxed him into doing it is Marco Materazzi. Yeah. And he is like the most villainous scumbag. And he plays <laughs> for like the most I like I hate the team he played right. for. I hated them. They're probably my most hated team in sports, which is Inter Milan. I'm a Juventus fan at heart, but like it like even for my dad, my dad's a Milanista. Mm-hmm. So like for him. Seeing that happen to a great like we were like standing there and we were like I can't believe this happened to him. You guys are like yes we got a chance. No, <laughs> we it was weird. Like a bunch of people were cheering, but a bunch of people were really bummed out because you got to remember like he played in Italy. He, mm-hmm. Like a lot of the Italian fans there are probably Juventus fans, and right. they look at him and they see a, a former club legend, right? And to go out that way, it just even another thing. Trezeguet missed the penalty. Juve, Juve legend. Like it just. It was a bittersweet yeah. kind of thing. Matarazzi, I have to say, he's the master at the dark arts. Oh, he's he one of them. He's so one of them. So brutal. So brutal. I don't know. Like, just you guys talking about going into those crowds, it's, it's, I, I like, I don't mind going to them, but it's just like, there's nothing like sitting at home when mm-hmm. no one bothers you. Like, even our friend Yoso, who, like, he won't have like one friend over. He wants just complete silence. He and it. I understand it. Like big games, it's kind of hard to watch with other people. So I'm very superstitious. <clears throat> I'm a huge superstitious. To I the was, point where he's a jerk to his friends. Right. So <laughs> it all started in the World Cup. Actually, it was Portugal versus England, and I had my Portugal jersey on, and it just wasn't looking good, and I was so nervous. That during halftime, I walked up to my garage and I just needed a breath of fresh air because the emotions were running high. You I'm threw like, up everywhere. No, I was like, I'm like, forget this. I'm taking off the jersey. I'm not wearing it. Can't do it. They ended up winning. And since that day, I've never worn a team jersey at home when I watch the game. Yep. Then you don't call your friends over. Euro 2016, 
watched it by myself. No, you didn't. You watched it with, you called Ashton over. No, Ashton was in the area and he just called and I couldn't say no. So he showed up. Yeah, sure. But I didn't expect us to win that game. So this Saturday when they play, basically if I want them to lose, I just have to kidnap you. Yeah. And put on (laughs) a jersey jersey on you and force you to watch the game with your eyelids open. Oh, it'd be torture. Be like, oh, Matt, oh, somebody should take that jersey off. (laughs) So I guess the unanimous decision is try to watch the game by yourself for the team you support, or is it depends on your situation if you have friends? I think it depends on how you watch the game, right? Because I think there's a lot of people that watch it for, like, the vibe and the atmosphere. But if you actually want to pay attention to who's got, you know, because, like, I watched the last game, the last Croatia game at the Croatian Park here, and, uh, it was completely different than the first two games I watched. You know, it was one of those games that didn't mean so much. So mm-hmm. I decided I couldn't tell you who had the ball half the time. People are talking. People have their two cents. Like they're professionals. Like they're better than the coach. I can't stand that. Here, yeah, here's here's I think a good unwritten rule: support any way you wish. Because the reality is, none of that stuff is affecting the game. Absolutely, I am aware of this. I know, and it's fine. You do what you want as a supporter, as, as barring you're not breaking any laws, which you know I can't say about some people especially the, the aforementioned Yoso, but like we're talking public intoxication on levels you've never seen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I think realistically your level of support in no way, shape or form affects the game, especially if you're not in the stadium, if you're in the stadium, I don't know, maybe everybody gets chanting right. the same thing loud enough. It, it acts as an extra man on the field for your team or gives them that extra bit of juice they need or adrenaline to get over the line. But realistically, at home or in a park or in a restaurant, nothing you're doing is influencing that game. So support as you will. But I will say the best thing is when you score a goal with the crowd around you. Oh, it's, it's amazing. That is way better than watching it at home. Any yeah. any good pop moment where like an entire crowd of people loses their collective minds, that is... I mean, there's, no, there's nothing that replaces it. There's no. something so primitive about it. It's It's really weird, actually. We they just talked about this on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, communal that sort of communal draw. Like, why do we draw to large groups? Think about it. It's it's like the weirdest thing. Why are we drawn to support or or watch things like soccer or sports or competitions in large groups? I guess it's just that like a connection and an experience that you have a camaraderie with all these people all vested and rooting for one common thing. Right. And it makes that feeling and moment so memorable when it works out in a favorable way. It's gotta be some sort of natural thing to want to be long, right? Like to belong to a community. That's, that's basically, I guess where it comes from. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. why. So now Frank, you don't have a country in the world cup. Unfortunately, no. And I'm not. I'm not trying to rag on you. I'm ragging no. on you. You do not have a country in the world. Rag away. But my question is, how do you go about it, supporting or watching the tournament when your country's not in the World Cup? How do you still find interest in it? Okay, so one, I I've already mentioned that I do have some other teams that I support naturally mm-hmm. through my family's like heritage extensions. Right. Okay. Um. One, I can tell you. Two, the two main reasons behind the teams that I'm supporting. Um, one is I like really want to see one particular player win a World Cup. I want to see Leo Messi win a World Cup. Yeah. And it's strictly because I, I hate in the argument of him being one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, people say you have to win a World Cup to do that. If Messi was born to an African nation that couldn't even qualify, like what? 
what what would be the argument there? Right. Right? Like, he, he literally can't get, you can't get 10 other players over a hump. Like, the entire hump. You it's such a team game that no matter how good one player is, it's not like basketball where there's only five players. There's 11 guys on the field on yeah. each team. Well, there's 11 guys for you, and then there's 11 combatants. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it's it's really like you're one of 22 people on a field affecting a game. Yes, you can have an influence, but it can only be so much. Yeah, the game doesn't ride or die on him solely. The second, The second reason, and it's partly based on those ties to different countries... At some point, I was a kid, and at some point, somebody came from across the pond and got me into this sport. And as a result, I love the sport. I watch three different leagues, so I, I, I support a bunch of players. Ultimately, what I want out of a World Cup where I don't have a true vested interest in one particular team, I want to see the best matchups possible. I right. did a bracket mm-hmm. breakdown the other day. That ended up having the semifinals be Argentina against Brazil and Croatia against England. And like literally for me, I couldn't have the tournament work out any better right. than That'd if be it were insane. that. That would be insane. Even the quarters had Portugal playing somebody really, really good. And it was like, as far as everything goes in terms of the people I know in my life and just how fun it would be to watch those games with them, I, I couldn't break the tournament down any better. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you kind of bring up that like rooted rivalry, right? And Portugal and Spain kicked off the World Cup. That was their first yeah, match. Yeah, and that's a huge rivalry. That Iberian rivalry in Spain and Portugal don't get along. People think because we're next door, we're friends, but we're not. Spain's tried to take over Portugal for years, so there's a lot of storyline behind that that match, especially with Ronaldo and Real Madrid and. The whole tax issue. There were so many. It became more than just a game. Yeah. And I guess those rivalries, in a sense, become more than just a game. Especially Croatia, England, Luca. Yeah. Like that would be mouthwatering. Well, I mean, the only, there's only one scenario for Croatia that could be even more mouthwatering. No, we don't need to go slash there. slash terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be them against Serbia. If right. that was the World Cup final, it would oh. be the greatest win or greatest loss in Croatian history and probably the opposite for Serbia. Serbia right. Yeah. It, it happens to be the area of the greater Toronto area that Luka lives in happens to have a high concentration of Croatians. Yeah. Were that to be a final and were there to be a loss for Croatia, I would not want to step. I, to be honest, I probably wouldn't want to be around here even if you won because you guys might tear the place apart. It's very likely. Yeah. But but if it was a loss, because you know what the thing is, um, people provoke and there could be provo- uh, you know people can provoke from each end of it. So I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's hope for the, you know. That they don't play each other because it could be uh, there could be some bad blood there. Let's hope that hopefully it ends up being like like a two three day party, like in the case of the Portugal win. And the yeah, no, you know what though, I don't think I think people just be happy and there'd be a lot of alcohol involved, um, and it would be a long party. Yeah, bowls of um, Sarma just being. <laughs> but uh, but when it comes to like supporting a t- your team, it's not because Croatia was it two thousand eight. I forgot what year it was where they didn't qualify, and. Uh, I just couldn't support anyone. Like, usually I go for, like, Germany as my second team, but it doesn't mean anything when I watch them. Like, for me, if if your team's out, they're out. That's it. Enjoy so, enjoy the game for the game, but don't... I Honestly, don't even bother rooting for someone. It doesn't really mean that much. So what about finding the story, like, and finding the underdog and rooting for the underdog? Like well, you Iceland can root for them, the but they're not really, like, your team. It's not the same thing. How about betting? Does betting add interest or, like, fantasy even? I mean, I think at this point it's pretty proven that... 
any sort of gambling associated with sports helps people enjoy it, especially when they have no vested interest in the teams playing. Or they also help them hate it more if they lose. I'm saying either way, the addiction of it, the addiction of that gambling, it draws you to things that normally would have repelled you. Like, I always look at hockey as the example. Mm. There's a couple of teams in hockey where, where, like, they're in cities. There's no business that hockey should be there. Right. Right. Vegas. We'll say Vegas, Arizona. But let's say, let's just pick the two, two Florida two, teams. Like, two Florida teams. Just pick two of the, like, as a traditional hockey fan, pick two of the teams you have zero interest in watching. Now, smash 100 bucks on that game. You become the biggest Florida Panthers fans the world's ever seen. Yeah. Like, if you need the Panthers to go out and claw somebody in the face, well, if that makes you a thousand bucks, you're a lot happier. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I like another thing. And say, if my team's out, I like another thing. It's called rooting for teams you don't like, or rooting against teams you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's fun yes. too. Yes. It's yeah. a lot of fun too, seeing those people suffer in misery and heartbreak. Well, because the thing is, it's like when they win, it's you almost feel that same level of disappointment when your team loses. <laughs> so that's how you know you really don't like that team. It's weird. I always find myself caught in like two mindsets with that, like. I don't want Germany to win another World Cup because I don't want them to pass us on the all-time wins. Uh, all-time wins mean nothing. No. Uh, I know Brazil's still on first, but like I like Brazil's on five, Italy's on four, Germany's on four, and then is anybody on three right now? I don't know if anyone's well, on three. Uruguay's two. two. Argentina has two. Uruguay, I think, has two. France yeah. has one. So, like... The teams that would get closer to equaling us, I don't want them to win. But at the same time, a lot of those teams have players I like. So I find myself wanting the best teams to go through to see the best matchups. Right. But at the same time, I really don't want them to win. Like, I really didn't want Germany to win. And for them to go out, I'm upset that they went out in the group stage. Mm -hmm. I want to see them go out in, like, heroic fashion. Right. Like, the way they lost in 2006. Like yeah, that, that semifinal. One of, the best great, one of the greatest games ever in World Cup history. Like you lose on home soil in a semifinals, but in a game that like you, you couldn't replicate it again. No, it could have gone either way for Uruguay, both teams. Sorry, Uruguay has oh, two, sorry. Yeah, Wait. but they won their first two when teams couldn't fly to their country. Damn yeah, straight. Yeah, that, that's Back in the 60s or 50s or 30s. I'll be honest, 30s. though. I'm. It's probably the 30s. I'm all for heritage rule where teams that have won at least two. Don't have to qualify. No. They could put out crap. Like Uruguay, they won two. Now they had no competition at that time. So, and plus, another thing you got to think about is how many of those World Cups are legit? <laughs> okay, but I mean, uh, realistically, what I mean, Uruguay is, there's have money. qualified for like, I think, ten, nine of the last 10 tournaments. Yeah, well, they're well, a pretty solid football producing nation. Yeah, but like what, it, I, what I'm trying to say is how, how much do we trust FIFA with those championships? Oh, God, we don't trust FIFA at all. I know, but I mean, if that's the case, then you might as well burn every record down and just start again. I'm down with that. Man, did you, did you see that the start of the Russia-Saudi Arabia game... There was um, the president of FIFA. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, it's not Sepp Blatter. Blatter. Not Sepp Blatter. <laughs> the new guy. Can you is uh, Infantino? I think. Oh yeah, Infantino. Yeah, Infantino. Yeah. It was the prince of Saudi Arabia and Vladimir Putin all sitting there. They talking were... and you just knew that is the evilest three pair of people in the world <laughs> oh right yeah now. after after the the match i heard they went back to their secret lair and just threw babies into a fire pit yeah 
They're they're just they're the they are the masters of the dark magic. <laughs> while, while while they uh, while they literally burned cash with napalm. So I think it's safe to say though, for unwritten rules of supporting your country, bet. Right, if your country's not in it, you bet to get yourself into it. Yeah, if you if you have the money too, I yeah, guess I mean, you can't <laughs> just tell everyone you're poor. You might get rich if your but team you could isn't get poorer. If your team isn't in the World Cup, become a degenerate. That's what Matt's saying. Yeah, I mean, I think, anything to make it better. Yeah, more than it, like we talk this out, the more we talk about it, uh, the less it's appealing as a rule. Yeah, yeah. it's not really a good no. rule. No, it's not. No. You How? could lose your family. Yeah, your home. <laughs> You, everything could be going so well for you and spiral out of control. That or you could be like one of our aforementioned friends who goes on gambling tangents. I'm not saying his name. But he's uh, but he's, he's done well. He's paid for a few trips, if maybe half a car. So if you want to go on a trip, just go bet on the World Cup if your team's out. Or even if they're in. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it works for some. Yeah. Could work for all. That's a, I'm pretty sure we have the weakest unwritten rule already so far. We need to uh, come up with some good ones now. Well, like actual rules. Yeah. What's a, what's an unwritten rule of cheering for your team? Oh, I think you have to. I think you have to not have racist chants. Unwritten rule: no racist chants. Obviously, you need it screws your team. I mean, you say you say obviously, but I mean, again, somebody's country here. <laughs> Unwritten rule. Oh, do you want to? I'm pretty sure Italians aren't the cleanest listen, with that, too. Listen, just because one or two guys threw up a fascist salute on celebrating yeah. a goal. Yeah. Or burning it into the the, the pitch on, in a game. Yeah, I believe that again and was Croatia. <laughs> that's politics behind it, and it was the done ultras, intentionally yes. to screw the Croatian Soccer Federation. Yeah, okay. the FA. Okay, so. Okay, I'm just saying if somebody was on my lawn so burning when, a giant swastika, I would have caught them and stopped them. Okay, support your team. Without any controversy. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I like that. Because I was going to say support your team in whichever way makes you feel best. Yeah. But if racist chants make you feel best, probably not a good idea. Probably not good. No. no you you got to look in deep. You got some other problems there. Yeah. So now we know how to support your team. How do you go about watching the matches? Oh. And I'm not talking about matches that you're a part of. I'm talking about just the average game. Well, I got, some, I got some unwritten rules here. Yeah. Do you, is the bar the place to go? Here's an unwritten rule. Watch a game where you have full eyesight of the TV mm-hmm. and full exposure to commentary because I can tell you probably the worst experience was that 2006 final for actually viewing the game and mm-hmm. hearing what was being said. Yeah. Because I was standing... On the outside patio of a restaurant, looking into the restaurant. Which restaurant was it? I honestly don't even remember. Diplomatico. It was. It was one of the restaurants on Saint Clair, and I couldn't hear the announcers, so it was basically just hearing people's opinion of the game. Which, oh, my God, the worst. Here, wait. Can I? I have a subset unwritten rule. If you're a casual fan of soccer, oh, we're getting there. Can I please just yeah, drop it now? Because it's, it it's like literally going to burn me up. Yeah, if no, I keep go, it for it, go for it. Go for it. If you're a casual fan of soccer and you are speaking to someone who sounds like maybe they know a little bit about soccer, they don't want to hear your opinion about it. Do not give unsolicited opinions of soccer to soccer fans during the World Cup. And I guess to avoid that is the unwritten rule. Don't go out and watch with other people. Yes. Yeah, I think that's my biggest unwritten rule. I'm not a fan of the bar. I know I have friends that love the bar. Like, if it's not my team, I'm, I'm all for it, right? Like... uh 
where do we go? Went to that uh, Border MX in Streetsville. Oh, yeah. Great place. Honestly, we went for the first time, that uh, the Mexican place. Yeah. And uh, they had a TV right on the bar right in front of us. So we got to watch it. We can hear the commentating. We got to eat a nice meal. It was beautiful. None of our teams were playing. No stress of that. Mm-hmm. So we're able to eat Mexican that time. You just get to enjoy the game. If you're too stressed, that Mexican, not a good combination. No. But you want to know what was very nice that that Mexican owner did? What did he do? Free not free nacho chips. No, no, damn it, nothing he, was free. He didn't. You know, if anything, everything was a little on the expensive side. A little pricier. Yeah, not but, not not super pricey though. Yeah, it took it took mucho dinero. <laughs> but I will say this: he didn't come in. He didn't. He asked us if we had been watching the World Cup. <clears throat> Said he was playing the game because he wanted to watch it. But I didn't hear him try to turn me into a Mexican. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't ask me anything about who I supported. Yeah, he did not know at all. He didn't. I mean, clearly he's a supporter of Mexico. He owns a Mexican restaurant and speaks with a fairly heavy Mexican accent. And there's some Mexican flags all over the place. There were some Mexican flags. So the decor and ambiance was set right. He served us water in an old tequila bottle. Yes. Classy. I like that. It was cool. cool. It was cool. But that said, he did not force his opinion of the tournament of of any year. Mexico had two wins going into to that meal. Yeah. In the group stage. He could have been like, this year is for Mexico, you know? Yeah. But he didn't. He he was uh, very professional. He could have gone hot tamale. He went gazpacho on us. Right. I think he just has another couple things he's worried about. I mean, the restaurant, the wall being built, soccer might not be his number one priority. <laughs> yeah. He's, I'm sure he's trying to just pay his, his, his rent. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I hope that place does well because it was... Surprisingly, really good. Those sopas, right? Oh, they were good. What was that corn that we had? With oh, the, the sweet corn. The sweet corn. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. And then what was it? You had a, a chimichanga? I had a chimichanga. You just had the wet burrito? F- yeah. Like, that's the thing. I didn't even know. But a chimichanga? Just a fried burrito. Yeah. No, I didn't know that either. It's like Where? the difference between a fried ponzo and a baked ponzo. You learn something new every day. What yeah. about watching with the friends at the friend's house? Oh. Non-rooting interest. I'm I'm a big fan of that. That's fine. That's fine. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Are there significant others there? Yes. Are they going to talk? Perhaps. Probably. I'd imagine they're going to talk. I don't want to be there. No? No. You're not you, a fan? I don't want to be asked a thousand questions about oh. how the offside rule works or why are they looking at the screen again? Because now this year it's all about VAR, video assistant referee. I don't care about that stuff. And I'm I'm dreading, babe. I know you're listening. I'm sorry, but I'm dreading it a little. This this meal we're gonna have and this game we're gonna watch because I want to watch the game. Right. Yes. I know. I've I've put the time and the effort in to learn the rules mm-hmm. to be able to accurately support and view this content. Okay. You should do the same. It won't take long. <laughs> Maybe find your best friend that's coming with us and her. I know her boyfriend because he plays. He plays the game. Me and him will be fine. Maybe as a compromise, I sit with him on one side of the table. I know I'm working out my my, my weekend plans on the show right now. I don't yeah. care. It has yeah, to happen. I know she here. listens, so I'm doing it now. Just you guys sit on one side of the table, but in a direction where your voices can't hit us. And then <laughs> we're in a separate booth. Me and him will stare up at the screens in a different direction, probably wishing that another team was playing but watching and supporting nonetheless. Just go back to back when watching. Get two tables back to back and then confine the tables together. I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to two tables of two opposite ends of the of the of the restaurant. Meet up afterwards? Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I can just imagine Frank's like uh watching it with, you know, with the girlfriend and 
all you hear is uh you're just so into the game she's asking you questions and you're like trying not to pay attention she's like what's wrong why are you so why are you so angry what are you like, holding on his shirt like a little child well, why are you so quiet <laughs> she's already she's already made promises of uh there's a i believe a thing bifanish yeah bifana. so there's that I, t- I don't know what it's that funny because in Italian, that's an Italian witch that brings you candy at Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, what? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the Italian version. What's the Portuguese version? What it's, is it? It's just like a pork sandwich. <laughs> it's, the, it's just like a pork cutlet. Question with like onions and a sauce and. Oh, is I'm there so like down. is there pork skin bread. involved? Like the the pork skin. I love pork skin. I not really. Okay, it's like the porchetta. That's what the Italians know what to make. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna say which one's better right now because I haven't had. But I uh, know there there's a version of porchetta in Portuguese that I've had. It's called um, Portugueta. No, that's fucking. That should be its name. <laughs> but uh, I can't remember what it's called. But it was. It was as good. It was yeah. as good. Hey man, Italian food has the game. It unlocked. I'll be honest. She's kind of surprising the hell out of me. You guys got some real good food. I like, really. Please tell me because I don't no, know it. Oh, well, there's I, this one guy. Zoish? Never uh, had it. Oh come on! All I know is bacayal and that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That that's pretty good. I've had that. But um, I had some guy at work, a Portuguese guy, he came in with like some sausage and like, I don't know if it was like lighter fluid or some sort of alcohol, probably alcohol. <laughs> and he lit it on fire and like, the, like cooked the sausage. Oh, on the porcelain pig? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My dad does that sometimes. That sounds delicious. He it, it likes was good. to cook sausage. Do you know what a risoish is? Luca, you'll appreciate this. I know you were a fan of pizza pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, it's like a pizza pop. It's like a mini ponzo. Mm-hmm. It's deep fried, but inside they have a version with meat, a version with chicken, and a version with shrimp. Chicken is meat. The shrimp version, it's next level. Oh, shrimp's so I'm good. I'm not a fan of uh, the seafood, so. Oh. So you kind of touched on something about the girlfriend. Who do you watch your matches with? Typically not her. <laughs> <laughs> well, people who know the game. Yeah, you like the people that know the game. At so. the very least, understand how to watch sports. Yeah. Because there's a thing where you can talk. There's there's moments you definitely should be talking, like, you know, dirty, foul, or, you know, controversial yeah. play. You're allowed to talk there. Or some crazy play, like, let's just say the Super Bowl when it was a Tyree stuck it to yeah. his helmet. Like, you're allowed to go nuts for those situations. But... Like every play, like some guy just like slightly nudges the guy and it's like a foul, like, oh, and then who cares? Let it, it go. It's the bias commentary that, that burns me. That's what gets you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, I know, yeah, I know yeah. you guys think, I tend to think I call things down the middle. You don't, but it's fine. I think I'm pretty good with You it. are, Matt, I will say. You are much better than most. Most most people can't even bring themselves to entertain the idea that Messi might be as good, if not better, than Ronaldo. I think you seem better, to, but... You seem to be the champion of, of the uh, counter to that point, but yeah, I will say, if I had to look at things objection, objectively, Matt tends to be my go-to for like, Matt, what do you think about this? See, Matt has a problem, which I'm more towards that problem, where I think he's so negative for like teams he likes, like Portugal, like last term is like, no, Portugal, no, 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 no. But and then, I realistically wasn't off. It's just somehow they pulled the grease. They they really, the last tournament, and I mean, I've, we've, I've lit, I brought it up to a very, fairly prominent uh, television host who happens to be Portuguese in the city. And while we were golfing, and his response was, a win is a win. I'll take it any way we could get it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, more power to you. You right. support your country. Yeah. That Great. That said, in Matt's case, I like that he can recognize that it was ugly. They were not a good team. 
my whole point is, if you look back on that Euro 2016 win, you're not going to sit there and go, yeah, we were really good from the start of the tournament. Yeah. We literally got through on circumstance based on the ruling of the tournament, allowing three teams in through mm-hmm. the draw, right? Like, we narrowly escaped every win. I think we only won one game in the knockout phase outright, and that yeah. was the semifinals because Wales isn't that good and Belgium bottled it. So, yep. see for me, call a spade a spade. Yeah, for me, I'm like... I, I am kind of down the middle, and let me explain that. No, you're Be- not. no, no, no. Let me explain it because I am very doubtful at the beginning, and I'm very negative. And then once like a few little things go our way, I'm like, yes, we're the best team ever. No, no. I think. Uh, what are you think talking about? You had a lot of undue hate for my uh, my country of heritage. That's not true. Yeah, you did. You made fun of them. I made fun of them because they didn't make it, of course. Yeah. As you I, would make I, fun of mine for not making it. I didn't it. make fun of Croatia when they didn't qualify for that other tournament. Because you weren't around. You didn't hang around with us, but you, I'm sure you would have. Oh, no, I didn't. But you weren't around to make but it. I was, but then it, maybe that was the way I approached not making fun of them. Was was by not hanging out with us for five years? Yeah. Being busy every weekend for five years? Hey, listen, okay. <laughs> Sometimes you get busy for the almost exact duration of what it takes to get to the next major tournament. Just saying. All right. Smart move. Shake your dicks uh, off. It's a pissing contest. Unwritten rule, unwritten rule of not making the World Cup. Stay silent for the next four years and go underground. How about, how about, hold on. I know you got a bunch of questions lined up, but I got one for you. Sure. What is the appropriate way to celebrate the country who supports winning? Yeah. So if it's like, are you talking the whole tournament or are you talking about just the game? Because, okay, there's, there seems to be, no, we'll say the whole tournament. Okay. Because there seems to be two rival schools of thought. There's one that says, be humble. You, you know, act like you've been there before. That's right. Okay. And ultimately, as a fan, you've had no bearing on if they've won or not. Mm-hmm. That said, they are the team you support. Therefore, you can shake your fist proudly. But if you go the other way, the kind of reasoning is, well, teams might go generations before they win again, if Decades. they ever win again. Yeah, like it's true. It's such a rare thing. Um, I'm okay with uh, be humble understand the team as it is and what it is, but enjoy the moment. If you want to go celebrate downtown, have some fun, walk around and experience that Mm because you may never get to experience it again. By all means, go for it, but be humble about it. Don't be running around talking about how we're the greatest soccer country in the world and we're the best because realistically we're not. And if I saw it in Euro 2016, like just being down there because I went, I just wanted to see it and I wasn't dancing or celebrating. I was just taking it in. Yeah. But you, I saw people running around like screaming, "Force of Portugal, we're the best, best team yeah. ever!" And it's like you play that tournament ninety nine times over again, and I guarantee you that one result of us winning was the one that happened. Well, it's even the idea There's of saying you're the best team, team in right. the world. Like you can say that for a four year period when you win the World Cup, but like, like they really should be running around screaming, "We're the best team in Europe!" Yeah, like it's <laughs> just. Be humble about it. I'm okay with going down and having the big experience just because of how rare it is. It doesn't happen often. Well, I agree with Subrain, but I don't think you have to be humble. Because you know what? That's the point. It's the fun of it. Let's be honest with you. How much would you how much less would you care of soccer if you didn't have like the Portuguese rivalry, the Croatian rivalry, the all the English? If you didn't have all that, like it wouldn't be the same. It adds oh. an, it adds an element of fun it, to it. I'll give you that. Right. But even still. Like coming off of 2000s, I didn't ram it down you guys' throat. You look at our friend Martin, okay? Yeah. He could have rammed it down our throats too. 
Yeah, but the Germans are humble people. They are humble people because they've they act like they've been there before because they have. I mean, they've yeah. been there three other times. Yeah. But th- that said, I don't think it's even within their character to be like. I feel like, and I'm just saying this, and it's not because I don't think you're good people, okay? But I feel like if Croatia were to win the World Cup, because I saw what you guys did with a third place finish, <laughs> okay? Yeah, I'm just saying. I remember 98. But you got to realize though, a war no, finished three years I understand that. that. I understand that. Do I think it'll be any different now? It'll be the same as winning third place. I think it'll be bigger. It probably will be, yeah. I feel like if you guys win this World Cup, we might have to shut down the city we currently live in. Yeah, you probably shut down a few more. I'll tell you that much. Georgetown would get shut down. Huge Croatian contingency up there. They'll, you know what? It's, I'm it happens once. It I'm happens if it happens once, like that'll be. And it, to be fair, like the talent on that team. I know you're saying Messi deserves one, like he's such a great player. But there's a lot of talent on that Croatia team that also deserves it. It's a generational team. It, it yeah. is. It's a generation of good, and that's. I love that too. I love seeing teams that are full of a generation's worth of talent. Yeah, come together. All like they got a perfect mix of mix of veterans that you don't want to see leave the sport before right. they win, and then a bunch of new guys who you're like, "Ooh, these guys are going to be phenomenal in ten years." But right. right now, they might be enough. You know, it's the perfect blend. Yeah, the perfect but, storm. Like to be, if if you ask me, when I was a kid, uh, like like I think you change over time. As a kid, you're more competitive with your friends. You find anything to pick on, and that's yeah. why a lot of these rivalries happen. Now, when Portugal won the last Euro, I, if I was you know in grade eight with a bunch of Portuguese kids in my school ramming down my throat, yeah, I would have rooted against them. But now that I'm older and I know Portuguese people mm-hmm. are aren't like those kids back then, yeah, I which, had no problem with Portugal to, winning, and I was happy fair, to hear Ronaldo win it. To be fair, some <laughs> Portuguese people can be insufferable, yeah. Yeah, like particularly as children, and not even just even as adults. But that happens with be, every culture. Yeah. But it's it's no different than the English. No, of I mean, course. I'm currently living with with uh, an English gentleman. We'll say. And um, he's also you've been on the podcast before. He's on the he's in the process of marrying my sister, and it's one of those things where you know some days he wakes up and he's humble and he's realistic about England's chances, and then sometimes I get these YouTube videos sent to me or <laughs> these Instagram videos of like the English chanting songs about other teams and just what yeah. they're gonna do and and a message that follows we're gonna win the lot with exclamation points all across the screen <laughs> yeah, or or you know like he. He'll just say something like very underhandedly about how Italy's not there, and it's like, okay, all right, I get it. But they won their World Cup in what '66 or something like that with an asterisk on it. I'll be honest with you, I am more worried about having to deal with that fallout if, <laughs> yeah. if England wins than the Croatians. Because, like, to be honest, even with my girlfriend too, like her dad, he's a real humble guy, super nice guy. I'm scared that if Portugal wins, I'll see a side of him that like, I've never seen where like he literally like whips me with a flag. And I, But I have, a, I have an unwritten rule, though, and it was because of the last Euro. Unwritten rule, when you win a tournament, you're allowed to have your flag on for three days up like after the, the game. Oh, yeah. But not this two weeks bullshit I saw last fucking tournament. <laughs> that happened? Oh, man. Uh, you guys have to pry it off your cars. We're going to get to all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, being social during the World Cup. Like, it's a communal thing. It brings the world together like no other sporting event. I mean, did, I don't know if anyone saw it. We'll post it to maybe our Twitter or social media, but there's a video of Nigerian kids in school watching the penalty that City Grit, uh, 
what's his name? Gifferson took or whatever his name is for Iceland. You know the yeah. player? Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson? Gilfie Sigurdsson, that's the name. Gilfie Sigurdsson took the penalty for uh, for Iceland. And the Nigerian kids have this chant, and it's they sing over the bar, over the bar, over yeah. the bar. And the kids in the school are chanting it. And you see him skied over the bar, and you're like, "Oh man, that is amazing!" Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that is that is what makes this tournament so special. And, and the best thing about the tournament is it's not just for the winner, right? No, like, of like there's not. like there that moment for for Nigeria, and like even the fact that you know who was it? South Korea beat Germany today. Yeah, knocked them out of the tournament. Like, like that's that's that in alone is a win for that country. Yeah. And like sometimes it's just like was it Panama looking for their first goal? Did they get it? Yeah, they got yeah. it against Switzerland, not Switzerland, Denmark or Peru or yeah. whatever it was. But it's like all these little moments, and it's like that's why this tournament's so special. Oh, uh, yeah, it it's so true. So now being social, how do you go about interacting with people during the World Cup? I mean, we've spent most of the podcast, I mean you two, ragging on each other in their countries. How much is chirping okay? Before it becomes too much. Like, where's that line? I think you just have to be playful from the beginning. Like, uh, you know, if I'm talking to a Portuguese person, he's good, but I mean, he's no messy. Like, something like that. Just kind of just something fun. Yeah. But don't be like, your country's terrible. <laughs> it's full of drug addicts. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> can't attack the country. Yeah. Attack just like a playful of like a player or something or the, or the organization. I'm going to say the most Canadian thing I can think of right now, which is embrace the culture. Like, if you happen to be with a bunch of people, you know, that are predominantly of the one of the two countries that is playing, embrace their food, embrace their culture, embrace their music. By the way, that Portuguese porchetta is called Litao. That's it. Sure. Yeah. I knew that. And uh, anyway, I think that's a big thing. Because, I mean, and that's that truly is the Canadian way. We, We don't assimilate. We embrace. Right. Right. So... The World Cup every year affords us an opportunity, or every four years affords us this really wonderful opportunity where our communities can get to know each other a little more. It gives everybody this commonality, this thing to talk about, right? Like, you may never normally talk to somebody who's Iranian, and I'm not saying that because I just just arbitrarily picked a country. Actually, a guy Uh, came to fix my cables. Like, he's like, I got to get this done quick so I can watch the Iran game. Perfect. My my physiotherapist is Iranian, and Mm -hmm. it's like, you go through... You go through all the different walks of life in this country, you will find somebody who probably supports somebody at the World Cup. Right. And it's this amazing thing that where you formerly wouldn't have had something to talk about, even if you're the most casual of sports mm-hmm. fan, all of a sudden you do. Yeah, it's so true. You know what actually grinded my gears, especially when I was younger? <laughs> it was uh, it was the people who had no team in and everyone just went with Brazil. Oh my! I, anyone who supports Brazil that isn't Brazilian, it's like you are just taking like the historically great team and just doing because you want a winner. It's like those people in like the like late nineties that vo- went for Manchester United and like those people that just started. <laughs> you know, they just love the champions, right? It's like the Patriots fans. It's Brazil now. and Germany. They're the two that everyone goes for by default. Like I have no country in this Brazil or Germany. What burns me the most is the default back to they speak the same language as us. Like, do you think the French give a sh- give a hoot <laughs> if if the uh, if Senegal does well or if Cote d'Ivoire does well? Yeah, like they don't care. After France is out, French the French don't care. The only country that. that has rooting ties to each other, and I hate to say this. 
is the Brazil Portugal. And I was going to ask, but you that's just about because that. there's a lot of Brazilians in Portugal, like a lot of Brazilians in Portugal. Yeah, but it's weird because like there's a lot of Italians there too, and there's right. a lot of Italians in Argentina, and I don't particularly like one more of the other, over the other. I I don't know why it's the case, like why the countries have such a close tie, like ties. The language. Well, look at even Spain. Like if that's the case, Spain should be. <laughs> supporting and be in support of like 50 different nations around right. the world I, I i don't know it exactly i think it has something to do with like history i'm not sure but talking to a friend that we all know who was lives in brazil during 06 he said mm-hmm. when brazil got eliminated a lot of them hopped on the portugal bandwagon. really yeah i thought it was a one-way thing i thought no, it was portuguese and, go to brazil and not vice versa yeah and he was my brother's there in portugal now and he says a lot of people are rooting for brazil he's like there's a huge brazilian contingency there mm, that's weird yeah it's weird i i don't understand it i really don't support brazil when portugal's out i really could care less there, you know what they used to be like so much fun to watch i get it but it's like the easy pick. It's like picking, like you know, as I said, like the Patriots or the Yankees. It's just, it's so. Or the Golden State Warriors now. Now, yeah. It's weird. I remember talking to somebody from, um, I talked to a couple of people from Eritrea and Ethiopia. Right. They're, nice. They're, and they're, they were both formally uh, colonized by Italy. And there's a bunch of the, of the African nations in the same area that are that were colonized by the Portuguese. That were, you know, not a great thing. I know we look at colonizers now like, whoo, yeah, bad, you, bad news bears. Hey, this yeah. guy on the on the high horse with the creation <laughs> racial racial. Hey, 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 I didn't say that we had a clean history either. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we we did the old double agent in uh, World War Two. <laughs> like this side's winning now. <laughs> Yoink. Um, but that said. Um, when speaking to them, it was weird. They like they were like, no, when the World Cup's on, if we can't be there, we support like the country we're the closest to in terms of if we've adopted any culture from, which in that case was Italy. And it was it was very weird. I remember thinking like like I didn't I one I didn't even know that they were colonized. I just remember I had a great grandfather who served there. He served in Ethiopia, right. but in the Italian army. But it was one of those things where it was like like you would look at that and you wouldn't think they have supporters there, but no. it's really weird when, when tournaments get, when the tournament got held in Korea, mm-hmm. you see a bunch of Koreans in the stands and they're supporting, you know, Italy, Brazil, Brazil, right. <laughs> Brazil. No, no, they were, they I know, were, I know. and it was, it was cool to see. It's like, okay, well maybe there's like, maybe they really like their clothes. So they, yeah. they support the team. Well, or, I guess like uh, historically not having success it's kind of they've learned to follow other teams right like realistically we don't have any nfl teams but you know we choose kind of who yeah why would that's i think that's a, a betting culture too yeah and we do have a city that's within close proximity to yeah. us but I've, I've always argued that people support the player rather than the team so if someone's a huge messy fan they're going to be a big argentina fan yeah of course vice versa right yeah if, that that's always been my, the way I looked at it, and Brazil always had such good players that it was hard not to like. It was just easy to support them. Plus, they always played with that like happy swagger. That's that samba flair. Yeah, like it's it, it's easier to support that than a bunch of like players running around yelling at you. Like the Germans tend to be more yeah. stern and like, yeah, you like pitch, tactical and just like they're just very efficient. efficient. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just efficient. That's all you we can score, say. And you don't score within three passes, you are off the field. You know what's an unwritten rule? I think because I, I well, it's a personal unwritten rule for yeah, me. Go for it. I support countries that I respect. I'll give you an example. Like you won't? Would you support Qatar? Hmm? 
Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't really have any like cultural respect reference points. Well, mine is just guitar. on what they've done for the World Cup and like the slave labor, but that's yeah. See, like I probably wouldn't support them because people have died in the attempt to build stadiums for yeah. them. But, but let's let's go to something a little more positive. And the group that Japan is currently in, I don't really have any ties to any team in that group. Who's in that group? Is it Australia? Wait, who's <clears> in that? Us. Poland, Japan, Senegal, and Colombia, I think. Like, I know right. a couple of Polish people, one, uh, one particularly close Polish person in our family. And it's, you know, I obviously hope that that team did well. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They got eliminated. But the team that I really, really supported of that group is Japan. Me too. I like I love watching. They've always been fun to watch play, which it's kind of weird. You'd think like more European teams would pick them up. Right. No, for sure. But they just happen to be a culture that I really like Thank really you. like. I love their food. I love their food. I love their clothing. I love a lot of the, their exports, their film. Like they, people don't even realize Japanese film has influenced so much film here. Yeah. Okay, so you you like to go with something you if a country provides something that you like, well, you it's it's, it's more like I want them to be good at this too. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, but they're they're good at a lot of stuff. It's like it's almost unfair if they're. I love it, the Japanese. Their culture is awesome. Their culture is basically one of we have our own culture, but we'll take the best stuff from yours and make it better. Yeah, and I was talking to someone who went there, and it's like they have this philosophy and mentality where it's they're so considerate and they never want to be a burden on anybody else. Like they'll have stairs where it's only meant to go up and one way is only meant to go down and nobody goes on the other side. Yeah. Cause that's, walk that's called, group pair. that's called order as opposed to chaos. Yes. I, we have, we have friends that work at customs at the airport and they say like of all the, the flights that come through the group of people that is consistently the most respectful of your laws, the questions you ask, they literally give you no trouble are the Japanese. I mean, mm. they clean the stadiums after yeah, the World saw, Cup. And who games. was it? Was it Senegal? Or yeah, I think their Senegal fans and Nigeria helped, did that too, which is awesome. Great to see, right? Yeah. yeah like it's like, it's like this amazing sort of example to just show the rest of the world, like, hey, you know, when you're driving and you throw a cigarette pack out the window or like you're Tim Hortons wrapper, just keep it in your cart till you get to a garbage can and throw it out super simple yeah not only is it like inconveniencing like them to stay there like like you you just have to literally keep it in your car and then throw it to the next garbage you see these guys stay at the stadium for i don't know how much longer after the game maybe 15 20 minutes extra but they clean everything up it's 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 that's effort what you have to do with your garbage in your car is not really that much effort one other big shout out i want to just throw out right now is to russia and this is weird for me because I'm like literally bred, born and bred in a culture that tells me that Russia's bad. That said, so far I have heard nothing but good things about the tournament. Yeah, and from a fan perspective, I've heard nothing but good things. Right? Yeah, no, it's been getting on flawlessly, which is great to see. How about social media posting just quickly? During the World Cup, um, shit talking, making stupid comments about the game. Like, uh, it's permanent. Yeah. Like you put it out there unless you, you go back and you find it and delete it, it's permanent. Yeah. So if I were to say uh, like half the stuff, like if I posted it that I say to Italy like online to Frank, um there's some jobs I wouldn't have gotten in the past because of that because I've worked for Italian people. Unwritten rule during the World Cup, be very conscious of yeah. what you're going to post. You, you know what's a great thing to yes. post? If you go to the game, Post like the pictures and videos of you at the stadium. I have a, a couple friends who are in Russia right now watching it. And it's great to see like the actual grounds, the people outside celebrating, singing, 
drinking. I can't wait for 2026. It's, it's going to be unreal. I hope so. I just I feel like Europe or Asia, like I feel like they're crazier. Like I don't know if it's just because it's a foreign thing. It's foreign to me versus here. Nah, they'll come. They'll you know come. It's, it's it's no, they'll come. There's so I much. I say we go to Mexico. So for much the tourist games. stuff to do here. Let's if, go to like, Mexico. I don't know. Yeah. Um, feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Maybe we'll go with the guy who owns the restaurant. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he'd be down. He can get us he some like real sopas. You know what? I'm going to help. Pro- let's promote Border at Max and Streetsville to the point where he's blowing up and he takes us. To hey, Mexico. let's ask him to sponsor us. <laughs> Do you know what's very weird, though? There is this weird model. And I get that there's corruption behind it. I get that there's a ton of really bad things behind the World Cup sometimes. And this will be my last point about it. It kind of represents when it's done right that the world could be better. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you get a bunch of people in the same place that don't end up killing each other, even though they're both yeah. fighting over something. It ends up being this thing where a ton of communities pour into one community and they relatively all get along. And let's be fair. Most of the people who would start trouble, i.e. soccer hooligans. Yeah, because it's already happened a few times. This They're the people that would have done it regardless. They're the people looking for... But like by and large, the people that are showing up are good people. Yeah, for and, the most part. And if anything, I will say this. In a world where the news constantly tells us that the world is bad mm-hmm. and that bad things are happening, the World Cup, for no other reason, shows us that the majority of people that you see in the world are good yeah for sure there's more good in the world than there is bad yeah no we'll put we'll put it's uh you almost have hope for humanity after watching it like just seeing those japanese players and like all them like the 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 fans just clean up after themselves i'm like we are terrible people (laughs) because we just leave stadiums with like the peanut shells everywhere and damn japanese are making us look hey they make us think they make us think no it's good how we can be better dude i worked in a i worked in an arena yeah. before and i've literally cleaned baby diapers out from underneath oh, the seat that's brutal. Oh, so bad now usually at this point of the pod we would give you the golden rule of the episode mm-hmm. but being that the world cup is such a big massive thing and so many people come together to watch this thing i thought this time we'd give a list of rules mm-hmm. for all you fans that aren't big soccer fans this is a rule these are the unwritten rules we're going to conduct the perfect list right now for all you fair weather soccer fans to follow. I don't know. I, I was looking at some of Frank's and uh, I don't Pre- agree with all of them. Well, that's why we're here to hash this out so that we will have the confined, the perfect list. And I don't, you guys have really long lists. Well, yeah, I was going to well, say. We're I'm, passionate fans. Okay. What, how, what time are we at on the podcast right like now? Like an hour and 10. Okay. So if we, we can, we rip them off. And yeah. We'll, rip, just, we'll, rip do them a, off. we'll do a year and a. Yeah. Okay. You want, you want to start us off? Or, you or lead your, with your, your list. list. Right this there. is Frank's list for all you n- four-year fans. See, to be fair, I had some of these too, so that's why my list is short, because I didn't want to double dip. Right, okay. so we can agree. All right, okay. I'll take... Okay, well, let me let me get it kicked off. Number one on my list, your opinion on actual soccer, its players, and rules mean next to nothing to someone who watches it, so please observe silently. You've said that earlier and agreed. Agreed, 100%. So that's on the list. Okay. Number two. Yep. No one cares. Well, I can't really see what that's like. Can you make that a little larger? All right. Yeah, you're going to have to zoom in. I'm blind. Yeah. No one cares how hot you think the players are, and we never will. Also, very true. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
If I have to hear one more woman tell me that Ronaldo has immaculate abs, I'm probably going to just stop watching soccer. Yeah, it's the worst. Number three, say soccer, you sound like an asshole when you say football and you're not from Europe. Thank football. you. I hate football. that. I hate that so much. Yeah. It's soccer here. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm a football fan. Oh, really? Which team from the NFL do you like? You know what the worst part is? The English invented this word. I'm talking like England. Yeah. English invented the word soccer. Realistically, we should just call American football something else. Yeah, we stupid. should. But right. That's what we call it, and that's what it is. Call it pigskin hunt. Egg to egg hand. Call it call it reason for cheerleader sport or ball foot. Or call it concussion dome. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Cheer for Thank one you. country, just one. Expectations can exp, ex, exceptions. exceptions can be made for people of multi lineage, but other than that, you really just get one team. Agreed. Okay. I'm right there with you. Number yeah. five. If you don't know the rules, look them up. The internet is a mostly wonderful place, full of insightful information. By all means, go find the rules. You can probably find a YouTube video that would show you in minutes. FIFA literally has a whole page directed to the rules of the game. Yeah, like, like, you can ask your friend, but not during the game. Hmm. I think that's... Yeah. Like, you're allowed. Like, if you don't know, sure, halftime comes... Or there's like a substitution, quick little thing, but not while the ball is in play. Yeah. Okay. Number number six is special to me because, babe, babe, this is where you got to listen. Okay. I got to throw this out there. Number six, force no boyfriend nor girlfriend to root for your team if they are a direct rival or B, that team is universally hated. So A, if they're a direct rival and B, if they're universally hated. Now, I'm not saying that Portugal is universally hated yeah, or even debatable. a direct rival, but I'm going to throw in a C in there. If you know it's hard for the person to root for that team based on for fun that was poked at them when they were in an elementary school or maybe just the dynamics of the neighborhood they live in, please be kind. Don't ask somebody to overly support a team that you know that they can't. And don't be mad if they don't. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, hold, don't hold them liable. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Car flags are for losers and make you a deserving target of ridicule. No, no, I don't agree with that one. Yeah, I I have a rule about that, so we'll fine tune it. I think uh, I think the World Cup special and just celebrate it however you want, as long as you're not hurting anyone. And having a flag on your car doesn't hurt anyone. It may Again, hurt we'll your car. The- it may hurt your well, car. Well, that's just someone else doing something unlawfully. I'm just saying, like, if you were a neo-Nazi, you probably wouldn't walk around with a giant swastika tattooed on your face. Well, but having a flag on your car of a non-Nazi or I'm a discriminatory just group. It's a target. Hard maybe. It that's a hard a tar- maybe. It creates a target. Hard maybe. And if you have a nice car, you don't want it to get damaged. To, be, to be fair, I have a friend who just got a Tesla. I'm like, you're not going to put a flag on your car. I would. Like, no, no. I, <laughs> I like that one yellow as a hard maybe. On our, our word uh, doc. That's not a... All right. I like that. Amber. Uh, number eight. If you bring bad vibes to a party that supports one team, and you're the douche, then you're a douchebag of the highest order. Basically, don't show up at like a Croatian viewing party or a Portuguese viewing party and be the negative Nelly in the room. Don't be the guy or the girl who's like... They're going to lose yeah, and don't because be, I'm here. Don't be surprised if you go into that other person's area with a flag on your car and you leave the area and your flag is missing. Or parts of your car. Yes. Yes. Number nine. No matter how well your team has done, if they are not Italy, Germany, or Brazil, be humble. 
and know you are far from having historic prestige, the historic prestige those football nations have. Just be classy. So no. clarify this because I wasn't sure what you meant by it. What like, I, are you meaning you're not really allowed to celebrate and enjoy it? Or are you saying, like, don't run around going, we're the best nation ever? We're the best team that's ever played football. Because, no, you're not. There's three other countries that have, like, dismantled other teams right, okay. repeatedly and are always going to be in the mix for being in the conversation so of which nation's the best. You're considering a corrupt tournament uh, winner in the past where money was easily, or it's been proven to be corrupt <laughs> in the past, that those championships mean something. I mean, That's hearsay. Uh, I don't know if it's hearsay. <laughs> like all I know is, is that a referee that was directly responsible for us being kicked out of a World Cup, you know, was later caught transferring large amounts of heroin. Yep. I'm saying it goes. It, Moreno. It goes both ways. Uh, all I'm saying is, if there's cheating, how can you count? So that? the reason about that, you hear, it was Korea in South Korea and Japan when they had the 2002 World Cup. They weren't selling tickets that well a lot of people weren't invested in the home country so they figured by having the one of the home nations do well it would invest them to come and get on board yeah. so that's one of the conspiracy theories to why Bayern moreno was i'm thinking doing he, what he i'm did. thinking you he owed somebody a lot of money you but. hear you hear too much of it it's like yes i get it like i think if you win one championship you shouldn't be running your mouth that's more what i think but to be honest be happy for it. I don't think it happens internationally as much as it does club wise. I think it's because there's more money at and the club vetting level. interest in club level than there is internationally, but the, that's here nor there. The big problem is, and you see it all the time with teams playing for draws when they know it favors the two teams or any of that stuff. It's, it's like going yellow. I, I that's not a, that has okay, gone through. I'm just saying, anytime you circumvent the, the honesty in just playing against another team for the win. You have technically, in some way, cheated the system. So, like that exists, I think, with every nation. Every nation has done that at some point, except the nations that literally couldn't win if God played on their team, like Malta. Yes. Number ten, people dive, and time wasting, unfortunately, is a part of soccer. If you have the lead or you have a favorable score to you advancing in the tournament, it's an ugly part of the game. This is no doubt. It's probably the most ugly thing in the beautiful game. Accept it. It's not hockey. It's soccer. Okay? It's not a North American sport where the clock is the is, is not factored into how teams play. And if you think that other teams and other sports aren't doing things to break neutral zone trap exists in hockey, where's everybody with their torches now? Okay? Yeah. You know, no, no, in football, I, I agree. in football, American football, teams will run the ball with the lead to burn the clock. Yeah, because they've accepted it as part of the game. It's, now, someone who doesn't watch the game might say, this look, is stupid. I hate to say this. I played at a fairly competitive level, and I would dive when I was out of breath, and I needed to slow the game down and just let my team regroup, regroup and grab shape. It's part of the game. You take the foul or you'll go in purposely for a foul knowing you'll get it so that you can catch your breath. Take yeah. a moment, settle the game down, stay in control. Yeah, my one gripe with diving is like if a guy falls off of like contact, there's like automatically a dive because they could have stayed up. But they could have also busted their ankle by staying up, right? Like that's, that's, the, that's the one thing. Like I played sport, like, I, you know, even playing basketball, my friends are like, why are you falling down so much? It's because... If I stayed up, I would have like sprained my ankle or broke my ankle. Tore a knee trying to exactly. support your weight. It's it, like 
most times the people that are bitching about those things are people who either have not played it at a played the sport at all or played at a relatively competitive level. And that's not to say that you can't enjoy sports if you haven't done that, but I don't think you can understand the nuances of how to avoid getting injured. A lot of players that like they they won't go into a 50-50 ball at a certain point because they know I'm begging to blow a knee by going in for you that ball. Get, that gets coached out of you. Literally. It gets coached out of you. And one of, they say, Arsenal's problems is they didn't coach a lot of their youth kids and players how to get out of those challenges mm-hmm. yeah. because you're just, they're not meant for you to go in. They arguably ruined a whole crop of talent by not teaching them that. Yeah. Right. So, Absolutely. Frank, your list pretty solid. We go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, all but two. Yeah, all, all right. So, this is my list. Number one. If you don't watch the sport weekly, don't talk to people who do like you are the world's biggest fan. Don't do it. Literally, one of my most hated things. Do not do it. Don't talk to the diehard fans that are invested like you watch the sport. You know who's the worst fan? And I have a friend that does this with like a lot of sports and I know he doesn't watch it. It's they play like the FIFA or they play the NHL and they look at the like the player ranking and think that that's... I'm not actually have that as a rule, they, they, uh, but they, they think like that they know because of a video game. Why don't, why don't we just jump right. right to Matt's number eight? Number eight. <laughs> just because you play FIFA with your friends does not mean you know the game. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I have a friend who literally, when we talk about players, he gives me their FIFA score or their NHL overall score. Yeah. You know. Uh, you should play a four-four-two diamond. <laughs> For the record, FIFA usually in the past has been made by EA Sports in Montreal. So the people that are coming up with those ratings are from Canada. Yep. Number Very two. True. Number two. It's okay to admit you don't know the game well. Ask questions about it and learn. If you're watching a game with people and you're not sure, do it after the game. Ask, try to learn so that next time you don't make an idiot of yourself. I was going to say one little caveat that I would like, a yes. little asterisk. You can do it at halftime or after the, the game. game. Or when, have, the, when the ball's not in play. Or when the ball's not in play. I have no problem with someone saying, look, I don't get this. Can you explain it to me? Not rifling off, oh, no, that shouldn't be the way it is because... Hey, th- right? th- that could be how you meet your wife. Maybe you're at a bar, girl doesn't understand, or a guy. Maybe a guy doesn't understand, and the girl happened to play at a pretty competitive level. Puts his arm around, or she puts his arm around him. They buy each other drinks, and then who knows what happens. It's almost like the Goodwill hunting story with maybe the they put a little, Red Sox. Maybe they put a little football in bed. You know what I'm saying? Some people are into that. Go. Number three, Matt. Two, Two flags are allowed. Only if you have multicultural ling- lineage. So. Otherwise... One is Max. Mm-hmm. And the car hood, the hood flags, no. Oh, I hate them. I like them, actually. Really? I you hate know, them. You know what? The the one, <laughs> and it's a kind of stupid reason why I like it. I like it because, you know, the rock chips that you get from, like, the rocks coming up and they chip your hood. It's also good protection, too. Clever. So. I'm a fan of just one flag, two if you're multi What about just one hood flag, no flags on the windows? <sighs> Yeah, no. I like the, the hood, hood flag. flag I like so it because it's not. No, it's not. I think like the flags flapping around and all that stuff where they sometimes fall off because some asshole forgets. Danger. They're yeah. danger. Some people open up their window and like shit. But like the hood flag, it's good. All right, fine. I'll let it pass. One hood flag. One flag. That is the max. One flag max. One flag. What max. about two? One on each side. If you're doing the windows. No, no. One flag. You one do flag? not need two flags. We get it. We see the one. Okay. Number okay. four. Number four. I like the two though. Don't post stupid things about the game that are wrong and idiotic on social media. You're you're an embarrassment to the fans of that country. There's yes. nothing worse than getting on social media and, and seeing 
people that are Portuguese or whatever culture they are just saying idiotic things that are so false and wrong about the game. Don't do it. Especially when they happen to be broadcasters in the city you live. Well, sometimes you do it for certain reasons. And yeah, I think you get a ratings and stuff like that. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, can, can we not have interesting talking points without there having to be this like insanely like just like ultra view of something you know what i mean but you wouldn't even be talking about it right now like you you know i understand but we're talking about it for the wrong reasons it's like the idea that you could just compare them you could compare them and say this guy's doing better this time that should be enough but to go one step further and say that somebody's a fraud like (laughs) i think we know who we're talking about matt number five don't make dumb comments during the game that are wrong for example germany is not a good team Evidently, this kind of bit me in the ass because they just got eliminated. But most of the time, they're pretty good. Don't come into a tournament when they're favored saying they're not that good. You know what's funny? Yeah. Everyone was like trashing Argentina for being out, basically. And I'm like, Frank, I go to, I went to you. I'm like, Argentina aren't out. No, like, I know. What's everyone going? Like, no. And Frank, and then like Frank's like, he's like, oh, yeah, they're not. Like, you're down because I think they just lost to Croatia 3 nothing. You were down. And I'm like, they're not out. Like, yeah. They're, they're not out. But it, like, their road became, they're, they're, they're result dependent now because the odds are is that against an Iceland that's tough to play against, yeah. you guys would have put a weaker lineup out. Which we did. Which you did. You still ended up beating them. But they still have to go through Nigeria. And like Nigeria, they run. Yeah. And for a team that doesn't have a midfield, for a team that doesn't have a midfield, it's not like you're passing the ball around those runners. You know, you got to now run with them. So I, I don't know. I, I can understand why people were were nervous. That said, I think Argentina is going to do well. Yeah. You Hopefully. know what? It wouldn't be. Hopefully. I wouldn't be upset with that. Number six, don't complain that players are hurt for things that don't seem like they're hurt. Yeah. You, I hate that. If you've ever been in a two-footed tackle and had cleats flying at your ankle or kicked in the shins or stepped on with those things, you know it doesn't tickle. It hurts. Yeah, that that isn't even. Those are like things that like you should be able to see and know they hurt. Absolutely, but like other oh, so- soccer players, they're just they're pansies. Have somebody run by you and just graze your calf at full speed with a with a, with a spike from a shoe. Yeah, okay. The, I guarantee your you're gonna hit the deck like you got shot. Yeah, the is elbows. It- Oh yeah, it, it's it, people think it's not a physical game. No, there's physical contact. Yeah, it's just there's nothing. There's no padding to protect. No, oh, it's literally a thin piece of like vinyl or whatever that is leather, if it is even that anymore. But yeah, like everyone's, it's like they think because they watched football or watched hockey, they're now tough. It's like, come on, man, try playing it. Like another thing, it's it's with all sports. If someone likes one sport, they always criticize the other, like basketball. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't basketball. You're allowed context. Like, do you understand how much wear there is on the bodies, like playing basketball? Oh, absolutely. Be two hundred and something pounds over six five on average and run up and down a wood court. And like, then you pe- get slapped while you're in midair while you jump two feet up. Like one of the recommended things for jogging is jogging on grass or a sponge-like surface so it absorbs a lot of the impact that your joints would take. That's on a normal-sized human. Yeah. Now, picture you were running up and down a wood court nonstop, jumping up and down on it regularly, yeah. also bumping into bodies of equal size. People, it, sorry to cut you off, I was just say people don't understand the wear and tear it does to your joints and ligaments of running on basketball and court mm-hmm. on soccer, especially constant. And then having to fall and get kicked at 
it it wears you down. Oh yeah. By the end of our indoors, when we'd have our three indoor sessions <sighs> from like September to the start of the spring, by the third, the end of the third session, I was ruined. I remember playing ball hockey, uh, indoor soccer, and basketball. And a lot of times there'd be two games for one of the sports, so I'd play four times a week. Once I stopped, my body was like. It, it might have completely broke down because like it couldn't keep up. Like it, it was like in such a tense state playing that yeah. that it had to be. My ankles after every game hurt after every practice. When I played soccer after every game, it hurt. I felt like I was like an 80 year old man. <laughs> Number six. You are, you are at heart. I am. Don't complain about. Oh, oh no, right. I said my that. Bad, my bad. Number seven. Number so. seven. Don't be a smug asshole. If your team wins. Don't. I agree with just that. Just, just, Hey, we won. That's cool. Um, me and my buddy, I had a buddy who's Iranian, played Portugal, and there was some controversy about it. Not one of us were at each other's throat. Nope. We felt for him. He understood. It was That's all it had to be. We didn't break to him like, ah, we're going through, you're going home. None of that shit. You know, and as a red-blooded man, if you're going to win, maybe have a parade with some women in interesting costumes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that stuff. I love the pageantry. Oh, that's the best part. Luca? Uh, I just thought of uh, another one just because my list was pretty short. But anyways, let's start with number one. Don't provoke with opposing team cheering. Oh, yeah. So it's like when you're in a crowd, yeah. don't call. go don't. in and just like, you know, let's say Brazil, Germany are there. You're with a bunch of Germans. Don't just start like, you know, doing all the Brazil stuff, doing like a little samba <laughs> to get under their skin. Can I tell a really quick little story? Sure. Very quick. I remember once going to see a... Toronto, Croatia, Serbia, White Eagles you were there game in Hamilton. One? Jesus Christ. On Hamilton or in Toronto? The one in Hamilton at okay. Ivor Wynn. And, and there was a point where these kids were trying to get to the other side. Of, so they, they obviously split the fans. Yeah, they have to. One side, side. And one of the kids ran all the way around the top of the bowl and went to try to steal one of the Croatian flags, I guess, to burn it on the other side. That's how it works. Later on... Like, we're talking 25, 30 minutes later, a kid who sort of looked like that kid emerged through one of the VOMs, the entryways to the seats. I saw a grown, like a large conglomerate of a group of men ragdoll that kid to the point where he had, he was literally fighting to unzip his jumper so that he could show them that he had a Croatian jersey on underneath. <laughs> well, that that's a, an extreme uh, case with this rule, but yes, I guess it uh, applies to that. I also watched people throw flares onto a field and burn it. I, yep. I've been, I've had rocks thrown at me. Yep. For, it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. It made me think, like, wow, what's it like in Europe where like the actual like derbies happen? Yeah, I when I went to Portugal for the first time, I was specifically told. Try not to wear opposing teams' jerseys in certain areas of the city mm. because they will literally f- come at you and fight you or start shit talking you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, more so to follow that rule is uh, the hooligans around the world. Oh yeah. Oh man, that oh, yeah. vice special on the Russians, where they just fight in the forest. The I soccer thought it was Polish. I've been to away games in England. It's always Russians and Polish. They've all do it. <laughs> I've been to away games in England where I've been told. Don't wear, just wear clothes. Yeah. Don't wear like, don't, and make sure they're like black. Just wear all black clothing. And I went to a UEFA Champions League qualification game with uh, Dinamo. And there's a guy in the crowd, like right next to me. I'm not in the supporter section. 
And like he's supporting the same team I'm supporting, yet I'm scared of this guy because he's like, you see scars on his body. Oh, he's yeah. like, he clearly went through a lot of stuff in the war. He's like spilling his beer on us. It's like, I don't want to cause shit with this guy. But uh, it's not the time or place no. to tell somebody to, to rein it in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rule number two follow the tone of the crowd. Yeah. You know what? And yeah. It kind of goes with the first one where you're not provoking them. Enjoy it. Go with them. Have fun with them. If they're down, don't don't be all cheerful because yeah. no one wants to see it. Like, uh, was it Euro 2012 when it was Croatia-Turkey? That's and, 2008. Oh, my God. That's 2008, sorry. And, uh, like, we're up one nothing. It's extra time, and we're, like, thinking it's done, and they scored a goal. Everyone just shut up, and people just started walking. Before even the penalty shots, they knew it was over. Yeah. So, like... At that point, you don't want to be that guy. It's like, uh, you know, overly excited. At least they're get trying. Punched. Yeah, that's how you get punched. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody knew they were going to lose on those penalties. Yeah. Uh, rule number three, don't drive with the flag of a different country in a predominantly different country area. So let's just say Portugal and Italy are playing and, you know, you go through little Portugal with an Italian flag on. Don't do that because something could happen. You know, until you had said it, it never seemed tempting to me before. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't quite understand what you meant by that. Yeah. But basically, no, after so, explaining, yes, I agree. So there's an area where uh, a friend of mine, we're all down in uh, in this Croatian park here, and we're watching, getting ready to watch the game, and some guy came in with a Polish flag. And it honestly, I had no beef with it, but my friend, for some reason, maybe it was the booze or whatever, he put on a his, his scarf around his face, ripped off his flag, and threw it in the in the forest. It's like that's 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 the best way it can go for you, yeah. right? Like sometimes it gets even worse. And another and another one is it's just a game. Oh, sorry, it's it's not just a game. It's not just a game because yes, it means a lot more. Like to countries where you know football is religion. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I but here, I think it's just a game. Like I'm, I'm just, I know, no, and, I, no, and, I agree. I, and I get that. I get that there are people here who are diehard soccer fans. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you're out there. I know that you love your team and your country that of lineage. I get it. I get that you watch it every Saturday and Sunday. I get that you love it, but you're not from a country. You don't live in a country where sometimes the only means of feeling good that week or getting out of squalor is that you become good at this game. Like that's a difference for some people that live in yeah, Brazil, yeah, yeah. Argentina, some nations in Africa is that for them, for their kids that are playing in ghettos, like real ghettos, the slums, the slums the were like of Brazil where you live in like a steel shanty and you don't know where food's coming from. And maybe you have to go sell drugs or kill somebody to get food. If your only option to get out of that is become good at music or soccer, those things stop being just music or soccer. Yeah. Yeah. So here, just a game in other places. It's not just a game. I agree. I agree. It's like, we have it good. We, you know, you got to put yeah. things in perspective, but I believe uh, it's one of the, the reasons we don't do well on yeah, an international level because we have options. Yeah. Yeah. And my last rule kind of with the whole, if you, you know, the FIFA thing, um, if you've never played any sport actually competitively, don't talk about players like, oh, they should be able to do it. They're professional, this, that, and that. Like you don't understand how difficult a lot of this stuff is. And just saying they're professional is not an excuse for like that. They should be able to do everything. Like, 
a lot of people were ripping on Messi in that second game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially during the anthem where he looked like he was like trying to quell a migraine. Yeah. Like w- the sports have changed. The world's changed, especially in North America with how we look at mental illness and all kinds of things like ripping on a player because they look like their brain is tearing in half. Yeah. If, if that guy ain't running around that game, you don't know the reason why he's not running yeah, around. No, super true. Even even Croatia, you know, I remember a couple of uh, the last tournament mm-hmm. on a day where one of your probably one of your most celebrated players, Serna, yeah, his father passed away. Mm-hmm. The crowd ended up because of some other political reasons ended up going nuts. He's still in that moment was had such a like had such metal, such steel to go over to the crowd and ask him to calm down on a day when his dad died. You know, it's like. There, there are times where people will go above. They will do things that you like. You're like, how are they capable of yeah. doing that? How are they mentally strong enough to do that? But then there are times where people who are amazing at something, maybe they aren't in the greatest mental yeah, state. You can't expect everyone to be the most like superhuman being in every aspect of life. No, for sure. That's why. That's why things like the saying "it's just a game" exist. Yeah, because at the end of the day, really. To hold somebody accountable for the success of a nation, for the happiness of a nation, it's a lot. It's a big ask. It's a big ask. Yeah, it is. You no, know? I agree. Although I do want to say, talking about like the mental health and like concussions and all that stuff, anyone else noticed that Amrabat became a hell of a player after getting knocked out in that Morocco game? Yeah. He like totally turned it around. Right. Sometimes, I <laughs> and guess, I mean, the he couldn't even Yeah, he couldn't even make it for uh, Wofford. He got loaned out. You know what? Poor Amrabat. It's, it's always an interesting stage. It's always an interesting thing seeing people play for their countries. I wish everybody the best, and I honestly hope that we get to see just great matches going forward. And yeah. I hope that no one yeah. who's watching them with me breaks any of the rules we've set forth today. No, they they won't. We're going to post this on our social media so everyone can see the list. And Are you going to handwrite it with like a nice like uh, feathered pen? Yeah, I, I wish. I wish I had that good penmanship to do that. I definitely don't. <laughs> we don't have to red card anybody. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That being said, this is this week's episode of The Unwritten Rule. Uh, Thank you for listening. I appreciated it. So I guess, Frank, you want to touch the social media here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go for you it. You know what? Let's uh, let's go into extra time here. Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going, hopefully in a manner that's respective and uh, kind and humble, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the UR Podcast or on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. You can find the uh, the Unwritten Rule Podcast. I haven't done it in so many weeks, so yeah, like yeah. it's just like my tongue can't keep up. You can find the Unwritten Rule Podcast on any of the major podcast apps found on your home PC, MacBook, tablet, smartphone, mobile devices. Download, like, and subscribe. Drop us a review via the Apple Podcast app iTunes, uh, through iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, you said there's a new Google... Uh... Yeah, it's just a, it's Google's podcast app. Okay. So. Which apparently it's like it's pretty exactly like the iTunes Apple yeah, one. And so. essentially Google's getting to the point where if you Google something... They'll play the audio clipping of the pod if it's the answers in a podcast. Okay, so is that up yet? Is it? Yeah, running? it's up. It's fully. Have fully you found running. us on there? Yeah, I've okay, subscribed good. right away. So Beautiful. yeah, podcast app. You can find us in all the places you find your podcast. Yeah. We're there. It's great because every week Matt would say Google, just Google. Just yeah, Google now you it. can literally do it. Now Google will allow you to give us a review. Which please review us. Yeah, keep the conversation going. I like that topic. Let us know what you think about the list. Yeah. 
I would love to know how wrong you think I am. Yeah. So who's going to take the the last line? I, I, I have a way to say it. I don't know if you're going to like it. G- go for it. Remember all you football fans. <laughs> Rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones. Amazing. 